Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ. Welcome to our podcast. This is Pastor Madiba. If you happen to be in our area, you are most welcome to visit us. You'll surely feel at home. We appreciate your prayers for our ministry. We hope today's sermon will be edifying to you, your family, and your friends. Welcome.
greet all of you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Are you happy to be back in the house of the Lord? Amen. Amen. I see Sister Mambi away there. Amen. God bless you, Sister Mambi. Amen. Good to see you. Amen. Uh, we certainly appreciate the Lord for His grace and mercy. Uh, actually, I requested everybody to sing this as a solo, but she sang it to welcome me. Amen. <laughs> when she texted me, she said, birthday, I said, Sister, can you sing this song? it's a soundtrack of my birthday. Amen. Amen. We appreciate the Lord for preserving us until this far. Amen. And we hope that God will be there for us as the years unfold. Amen. Amen. But uh, our sincerity, uh, I think it was Pastor uh, Godwin Chitsindi, he said, when God has granted you more days, you can use it to glorify his name or you can bring, use them to bring a dishonor to his name. Amen. Our desire is that let us not bring a dishonor, but let us bring honor. Amen. How many are happy this morning? Uh, Pastor, is it Pastor? Brother, uh, uh, who's this one? We can disconnect and connect to one, one channel. Amen. Amen. Uh, Brother Obed Dioka said I must pass his greetings to you. Amen. And he indicated that you hold a special place in his heart. Uh, Some time back, uh, he and his wife had not had children for 13 years. And then last time when he was here to minister for us, uh, I just took them on uh, towards Mpumalang, God's window and Randavels and what is that, Sudwala Caves, just for them to relax. Amen. But I remember when we got to the top where God's window is, and I wanted to talk to him, he said, don't talk to me, I want to take it in. But he said that weekend was so special because during that time, his wife was quite emotional because of a lack of a child in their marriage. But he said after that weekend, she relaxed. And they they had a, a baby. Not only one, but they are expecting another baby. Amen. So we appreciate the Lord. So normally when ministers come to minister, I always find a way, how do we minister the, to the minister back? Uh, brother Pastor Kumomuse indicated to me as well the other time. He told me that, you know, I visited Whitbank, but during that time, my wife and I were going through a tough time, but the assurance that we had then, encouragement, just changed the whole thing. Uh, sister uh, Latola said, after Brother Latola was promoted to glory, she said, you know, the way you have treated my husband when she, he visited there, 
it was very special. And I was wondering, because Brother Latola traveled around the world, America, what did we do in Wheatbank that was special? But I realized some people will encourage the wife, encourage the, uh, the because ministers can be discouraged. So sometimes when you, they come here and we say amen and we pray for them and we encourage them, they go back recharged. I always say our motto must be that even if a minister somewhere doesn't feel much of an important person, but once they come here in Whitbank, when they leave, they can tell them that uh, I may not be important here, but in Whitbank I'm important. Amen. Brother Bruno says, if you want to love God, love his children. He says, God would rather have you love his children than love him. He says, if you want to do something for God, do it for his children. Are we together? So we appreciate it a lot. Uh, let's just turn to the book of Joshua. God bless you, musicians. I, I don't think I've preached behind this pulpit for over a month now. But we've got good ministers here at home. How many agree? Amen. I listened to this mountain shall be plain. Brother Mafagaza, God bless you. And the other time, it was Brother Ward, then it was Brother Mslavi, then it was Brother Mpanyana. Amen. Because uh, when pastors are taken to glory, some are asking us, if you die, what's going to happen? We've got good ministers here. Amen. You can say amen to that. Amen. The minister in this church is not only Madiba. We've got good ministers. Amen. Let's turn to the book of Joshua, uh, chapter 1, verse 9. It reads in this manner, Have not I commanded thee? Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid. Hallelujah. Neither be, Neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee. Whithersoever thou goest. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, the people saying, Pass it through the host. And command, the people, and command the people, saying, prepare you victuals. Victuals, it means food. For within three days ye shall pass over this Jordan. To go in to possess the land. Which the Lord your God giveth you to possess. Amen. It was within three days. It was within three days. I want to speak on the third day. Let's bow our heads and pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, you are the God above the gods. Yes. You are the king above kings. Yes. 
you are our savior. This morning we approach your throne of grace. You were invited you here. Believers have sung songs of Zion. May you bless them, dear God. Even now we approach the holy desk to partake of the word. May you, dear God, feed us this morning. We are hungry and we are looking for something that can feed our souls and sustain us further. We pray for every brother and every sister in the building. We pray for every family in the building. And we say, dear God, recharge them. And when they live here, may they be victorious. Because when the devil has been uh, defeated, it means you are victorious in our lives. Dear God, whatever challenges that may be there, may they be resolved. Whatever needs that are there, may they be granted. Whatever sicknesses are there, may they be healed. Whatever souls that are lost, may they be found. Whoever is discouraged, may they be encouraged. Dear God, we need a spiritual reverse order. Whatever the devil wanted to do, may it be reversed. In the name of Jesus Christ. We pray for Sister Chetty. She's in transit from Deben, granted the traveling mercy until she reaches Whitbank, dear God. We bless it, dear God, in the reading of the word. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. amen. God bless you richly as you take your seats for a few minutes. Amen. How many appreciated the Lord this morning? Amen. We certainly appreciated the Lord. Amen. Now, I just want to take a couple of minutes to speak on the 30 day. How many believe in God's numerology? What does one mean? Bazalon, what does one mean? Since I'm in mathematics, I'm saying. What does one mean? One means the deity. And what does the two mean? Witness. What does the three mean? What does four mean? Four, what does it mean? Deliverance. Five, what does it mean? Ah, that one you know it. And six, what does it mean? The number of men. Seven, what does it mean? Completion. Eight, what does it mean? Eternity. And then uh, I think from there we can jump to 12. 12, what does it mean? Worship. And 17, what does it mean? System change. Brother George Martin's favorite number, system change. When he baptized the 17th person, and so and so on. 24, worship again. 50, jubilee. 40, 
judgment. Amen. Amen. So we can go on and on. Uh, but I want to speak on the 30 day this morning. And this is what inspired a thought. Brother Brum says in time tested memorials of God, I think we read this quotation some time back. He said, one, he said, one of these days, one of these nights, the Sunday services, I want to preach on that third day and show you what power is in them. That three, I mentioned it this morning in the prayer, everybody had three things, the pneumatics of the Bible. Now, on the third day, you shall see the glory of God. So, Brother Bram says, I want to preach on the third day. And we know there are quite a number of messages that Brother Bram wanted to preach on that he never got to preach, but that he preached. Did you get that one? Many messages that he wanted to preach, that he never got to preach, but yet he preached them. He wanted to speak on the vials, uh, but he never preached on it, but you find the vials in the seals. Are you with me? So even this message, he wanted to speak on this, but I believe that this message, Brother spoke on it, and that's why we want to look at it, at it this uh, morning. Amen. You know, sometimes when you deal with God, you need to be specific. I mean, I agree. Are you here this morning? When you deal with God, you must be specific. Brother wanted how many squirrels? Three. He didn't just say squirrels. He specified squirrels. Brother Oscar wanted his ponies. Sister Hetty wanted her two sons. So when you deal with God, you must be specific. That this is what I need. And sometimes you've got to be specific and say, by when? Hallelujah. Yes, we wait upon the Lord, but there are matters that can be agent. And you can make your petition to the Lord and say, this matter cannot wait any longer. This matter has got to be attended to. Are you still with me? Now, in the message, Hosea, uh, or scripture, Hosea chapter 6, verse 2, it reads in this manner, after two days will he revive us. And in the third day, he will raise us up, and we shall live in his sight or in his presence. He won't raise us on the first day. He won't raise us on the second day. But the first and the second day is for the quickening. But the third day is for the resurrection. Are you, with, are you with me? You already get where we are going that somewhat we're going to look into the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ but I want to run this throughout the message. I want to run this throughout the scriptures. Maybe somebody, because when we speak about it the third day, we are not speaking chronologically in terms of the calendar. Like Sunday, it is the first day of the week, but being the first day of the week, but it was on the third day when the Lord arose. Are you getting where I'm going with this? Amen. Amen. It doesn't mean it has to be chronological. 
Amen. But yet it can be chronological as well. Now, let's come. So whenever you see third added, it signifies the end of the state and the beginning of the following day, day uh, state. So it's more a transition. Hallelujah. Because why? You're going to get as we move along that uh, three, it's a number of life. Hallelujah. Do you believe that? Three is the number of life. And when you run it in patterns, you will find it. It must be uh, justification, sanctification, and... Are you here, church? And baptism of the Holy Ghost. It must be Father, Son, and... It must be body, spirit, and it must be blood. It must be uh, it must be water, blood, and not life, spirit. Are you here? We're gonna do some Bible study here. Amen. So it must be uh, uh, water, blood, and spirit. Then you have life. Hallelujah. It must be first, second, and Hallelujah. But you can't have the third before you have the first and the second. I hope we are together. Now, Brother Branham says in the message, the Hebrews 188, he says three is the number of three is the number of life. He says, how many knows that? Every time you see three, it's life. Every time you see three, it's life. And that's why you can't, be, you can't have life if it is just body and spirit. You need soul. As soon as the soul leaves the body, the spirit follows suit. That's why the body goes into the ground. The spirit goes back to God who has given it. The soul goes to the sixth dimension. And for you to resurrect, the soul must leave the throne of God must pick up your theophany, and must pick up your terrestrial body, then you are back alive again. Amen. Are you still with me? I hope you follow that, those three elements. So three is the number of life you're going to enjoy as we move along. Three is the number of life. How many knows that? Every time you see three, it's life. Notice, when God created the earth, on the third day was life. How many knows that third day, there came life on the third day of creation? So that means on the first day, there wasn't life. Second day, there wasn't life. Third day, then there was life. Let's read it in Genesis 1 because I want to establish something as we move along. It says Genesis 1 verse 9. Let's read it together to, so that you stay awake. And God said... Let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place. And let the dry land appear. And it was so. So God is separating the water from the earth. And God called the dry land to earth. And the gathering together of the waters called the seas. The seas. And God saw that it was good. And God said, Let the earth bring forth grass. 
the happy yielding seed. And the fruit yielding fruit after his kind. Whose seed is in itself. Upon the earth and it was so. And the earth brought forth grass. And have yielding seed after his kind. And the tree yielding fruit whose seed was in itself. After his kind. And God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the third day. So life never came upon the face of the earth until the third day. But let's give you a summary as we move along. In, if you bring the uh, next slide. First day, God said, let there be light. Hallelujah. Amen. The light that was created there, it was not the sun. Hallelujah. Amen. The sun only came on the fourth day. Amen. Are you still with me? Yes. The same light when he said, let there be light. Today, that light must be found in you. Yes. Are you with me? I hope we were, you are together. So he said, let there be light on the first day and the light was created. The second day, the sky was created. The third day is when now we see life upon the face of the earth because now we see the botany life. Then on the fourth day, then we see the sun, moon, and stars were created. Are you still with me? So life, when Brahma says life is in the third, it means that we did not see the manifestation of life until the third day. And I believe that we did not see the manifestation of the life of Christ until the display of the third pool. And I believe that we will not be able to see the display of holiness in your life or the life of God in your life until we see the baptism of the Holy Ghost, which is the third stage. Are you getting it, folks? So, similarly for you, uh, this goes for visitors. For you to be, to be, to be a believer, you must first uh, be buried in the water fully immersed in the water because it signifies his burial. Then you must accept the blood of Jesus Christ as a perfect sacrifice. Then after God must give you his spirit, then you become what we call a complete Christian. Are you still with me? There will never be... Now, I want you to check the importance. Most of you, you do not understand something here, especially... When Lazarus died, remember the message got to Jesus that your friend is sick. And the further away he progressed. And later he died. The further away he progressed. Away from his friend. Most of you, you do not understand. Until Lazarus was buried for four days. There is a reason why Jesus delayed. Because... In the Jewish culture, three days past the time of death indicated that you were truly dead. Because in their culture, they believe that the first day, the second day, the soul is still in the body. It's not scriptural, but that's what they believed. 
But if Lazarus could have been uh, resurrected on the second day, they would have said, it's not a miracle, it was not dead. So he waited for the third day until it was confirmed that he's dead. Then he came to resurrect him. Are you, are you with me here? Now, let's just jump the, the next two, brother, and let's come to this one. In the book of Numbers 19, Numbers 19, verse 12, that is the, uh, uh, the scripture. Numbers 19, verse 12. It speaks about the red heifer. It speaks about if somebody touches the dead body, they are defiled. And it speaks about the process of how they need to be purified. Numbers 19, verse 12. Let's read it together. He shall purify himself with it on the third day. On the seventh day, he shall be clean. But if he purify not himself the third day, then the seventh day he shall not be clean. What does it mean? Why do you need to purify yourself on the third day that will make you clean on the seventh day? And if you don't purify yourself on the third day, you are not clean on the seventh day. Now, we said three men's life, are we together? And we believe that he died on Friday and he rose on Sunday. So that means he rose on the third day. So for you, what does seventh day mean? Other than that, what does it mean? It's Sabbath. So you cannot have the Sabbath until you accept what happened on the third day. Hallelujah. You cannot have rest until you accept that he died and rose for you. Are you still with me? Outside Calvary, there is no rest. Outside the Lord Jesus Christ, there is no rest. Are you still with me? And, and, and sometimes we live during a time where Brahman says it's a neuritic age. Are you still with People are stressed. People are pressurized. And we too are stressed. We are affected by the curse of the world. But why are we able to stand? It's because we have accepted what happened on the third day when our Lord Jesus Christ rose and that's why now we are experiencing Sabbath. Are you, are you with me here? I hope we are together. Now, I want to follow up on this thing of the third day. King Hezekiah, before we read the scripture, let me give a background. The prophet comes to him and he says to, the prophet says to him, Thou says the Lord, you shall die. Get your life in order. Get your house in order. Then we find out that King Hezekiah said, Hey, Lord, I know it is your will, but now I don't feel it's the time. I still have unfinished business. Are you still with me? Then we find out that in the Bible, 2 Kings 20 verse 5, it says, Turn again. This is now God telling the prophet, Turn again and tell Hezekiah, the captain of my people, 
Thou saith the Lord, the God of David, thy father, I have heard thy prayer, I have seen thy tears. Behold, I will heal thee, not today, on the third day. And thou shalt go up unto the house of the Lord. Brother Ron speaks about it in the message, Water from the Rock, paragraph 94. He says, here, he comes right back again, all the poor people at the gate. Thou saith the Lord, he is going to leave right back up again. Thou saith the Lord, he is going to leave. Brought him a little sack of figs along, made him some politices, and put it on the king. Third day, he went to church to worship. Prayer changed from death to life. When on the third day. Now, as we are talking, somebody say, how does it relate to my situation? Maybe from now, somebody within the third day will get something from the Lord. I'm, I'm showing you patterns so that you can look at it and say, Lord, what are you going to do from today? Are you still with me? I hope we are together. So, prayer changed from death to life. Prayer of faith shall save the sick, and God shall raise him up. There you are. So, Hezekiah, because we say third, it means life, and we're going to follow up throughout the message. On the third day, then his sentence was changed from death sentence. Then he was granted life. Are you with me? I want to run it quickly. In the book of Esther, chapter 5, verse 1. It says, and it came to pass. When? Hallelujah. When did Esther appear before the king? Are you here, church? And now, what made her feel to, that she qualifies to appear before the king? If she appears on the third day and th three means life, and if Esther types you, it means she was justified, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, then she can appear before the king. And she can get her heart's desires. I hope we are together over here, folks. And it came to pass on the third day that Esther put on her royal apparel and stood in the inner court of the king's house. That's why you on the third day, hallelujah, you after you've gone through the third stage, you are now baptized with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And when you are baptized with the Holy Ghost, you come to the king and where do you meet the king? Not outside the court, but in the inner court. Because remember the first court, the second court, and the third court. So when you are in the first court, you are still in the process. When you are in the second court, you are still in the process. But a believer and meeting place between a believer and God is in the third court. And when you get into the third court, the curtain drops behind you. You hear no noise of the world. And somebody say amen to that. There are believers, noise of the world will never penetrate them. They are unreachable by the noise of the world. Hey, am I preaching to those people this morning? Things can happen. People can say a lot of things. But it will never reach you because a curtain has dropped behind you. Came to pass on the third day 
that Esther put on her royal apparel and stood in the inner court of the king's house, over against the king's house. And the king sat upon his royal throne in the royal house, over against the gate of the house. That's when she asked that Israel should not be killed. It's another subject for another day. Because Mordecai told her that you were born for a time such as this. And there was a man called, is it Haman? Hallelujah. Who had planned that they were going to massacre Israel. But Mordecai, as the messenger of the time, took the message of the hour to Esther. And when Esther received the message of the hour, on the third day, under the third pool, she went and approached to the king and spoke the word, and the king backed up the word. Can't get it clearer than this. Are you here, church, this morning? And you know what happened to Haman? And Haman symbolizes the David. Let's carry on. Isaac, and, uh, uh, or rather Abraham, God tells him to go and sacrifice Isaac. And he takes Isaac and the servants and they move and they embark on a journey. Hallelujah. Now, the Bible says on the third day, Genesis 2 verse 4. Genesis 2, 22 verse 4. Is it coming? Then, after the journey, then on the third day, every time you see the third day, God is about to do something new there. He came without a sacrifice, bringing his son and the servants, but when he arrived, then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. Verse 5. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with us, and I and the latter will go yonder and worship and come again to you. Hallelujah. Who told Abraham that he and the latter will return? So on the third day, under the third pool, you can claim things. Because when certain things are spoken in the right channel, they are obligated to materialize. Are you here, church? How many people in the building spoke things and they materialized? I, I see today your celebrities and influencers, they speak about you must manifest. Brother, we have been manifesting before it became fashion on social media. Because why? We are the sons and daughters of God manifested for the hour. Amen. And Abraham said unto his young men, abide here. With us and I and the latter will go yonder and worship and come again. Conviction. Yes, Verse 6. And I wish this can provoke somebody to have a conviction. Maybe the devil has locked you into an area 
Tell the devil I'm coming out. Uh, hallelujah. Maybe they thought it's a one way. It's not a one way. You can still come back. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon, his, upon Isaac, his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife and they both, they went both of them together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham, his father, and said, my father. And he said, here am I, my son. Maybe while here, let me bring something to you, believers. Are you aware that the God will bring you into situations that he himself would later come into? And he wants to check how do you behave in those situations. Are you hearing me? Little did our brother who was meant to go to Nineveh, his brother who? Brother Jonah didn't know when he was in the belly of the beast for three days that the Lord will come that way. Brother Adam didn't know when he followed his wife without being deceived. Christ will leave the corridors of heaven and will come down and do exactly the same thing. Abraham, when he walked with, with Isaac, it was God walking with Jesus. No wonder God, when you arrive in such a situation, he, he says to Moses, why cry, speak? Because that's exactly what I will do as God in the situation. And today, what situation are you in? Speak and move forward. You must be able to listen to the still small voice. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, My father. And he said, Here, I, here am I, my son. He said, Behold, the fire and the wood. But where is the lamb for a burnt offering? Where, which day was this? The third day. Verse 8. And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. Folks, hear me now. I believe when Abraham spoke this words, these are the literal words that brought the literal ram. You're not getting where I'm going here. He was, it was not wishful thinking. Now it was the son of God using a creative voice if you believers can really know what you are capable of, you will be able to control your tongue. The devil wants to hijack your mind, to hijack your tongue, to hijack your confession. Refuse to the devil. Oh, things are going to turn bad. They are going to turn good. I say they are going to turn good. And you had much better say they are going to turn good. God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. Brother Abraham, do you have a quotation for it? Brother Abraham, do you have a, speech, a, 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 a scripture for it? There is no scripture, there is no quotation. But inspiration struck him. And I say, may this morning by grace, somebody, may they be struck by inspiration. 
There may not be a scripture, there may not be a quotation, but may they be struck by an inspiration and say, the Lord himself shall do it. So they went both of them together. And they came to the place which God had told him of. Abraham bent an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. Look, when God tests you, sometimes he keeps quiet to see what you will do until the final stage. And bound his eyes again, laid him on the altar upon the wood. Verse 10. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called out unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham, he said, here am I. And he said, lay not thy hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in the thicket on the third day. Are you with me? Let's carry on. I did not know what happened during the time of Noah. But we thank God for this prophetic eye. We all know that the animals went into the ark together with Noah and the family. But we forget that there was an order in the ark. Are you realizing here? Let's check. I say life is on. How many believe this message of the hour is the ark of the time? As they enter to the ark, we must enter the ark. But you're not just entering the ark. There is a location where you need to get into the ark. Not every place in the ark. There is a place for you in the ark. The question and answers. 178. Brahman says, there was Trinity in the ark. Don't be afraid by the way Trinity just means three. There was Trinity in the ark. The bottom floor, that's where the creeping things were. The second floor for the fowls, flying things. And where was Noah? He was not on the bottom. He was not on the second. Where was Noah in his family? <laughs> Are you hearing me? First, the bottom floor, the creeping things. The second floor, the flying things. The third floor for Noah and his family. Are you with me? Now, if the message is the ark, and the ark has the three floors, first floor, second floor, third floor, are you getting where we are going? Hallelujah. No wonder God tells Brother Branham, you have explained the first, it was impersonated. You have explained the second, it was impersonated. Don't explain the third. 
Because the third is life. The third is a mystery. The third is for a family. Are you hearing me? And persevering. Thirty-three, paragraph thirty-three. Are you enjoying this? Yeah. He says, "I can imagine Noah climbing through the first floor. He didn't stop there. Went up to the second floor. Went up to the third floor. And brother Brenham now, because he's an eagle, he now takes it now." In terms of the church ages. He says come through the Lutheran age. Back in the Wesleyan age. And went to where the door was open in the top. Where the light was. The light was not on the bottom. The light was not in the second. The light was on the third. When the pillar of fire. You remember the pillar of fire moved over. And went in over the tent. And a man was walking with crutches. And he walked through the tent. And came on the other side. And there were no crutches. And the voice says. I will meet you in there. And he said. That's that third pool. Where, where the light is. Oh I hope somebody doesn't sleep here. I, if you sleep here you are a suspect. Because this is the message now. Hmm? Went to where the door was open in the top. Where the light was. Into what? Into the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Where? <laughs> Up high where the light come down. Of course. There's been more light on the second floor than there would have been on the first floor. That's the way it's come. As you progress, the more light you experience. As you progress, the better revelation you get. I hope we are together. Hmm. We have all read the story of Aunt Jemima. Have you all read it? Yes. <laughs> I'll read a quotation how Brother Brenham described her. He says, that old Aunt Jemima, she took a man's shirt and she had rolled it around her head and made it a tube. That was a real aunt. You know, aunties don't talk, take nonsense. Mm. And the message, the uncertain sound. Brahman says, after the plane was grounded, he says, after a while I looked, hanging out over an old watershed fence, a little old shack behind it, there was a typical Aunt Jemima standing there with a man's shirt tied around her head. Great, big, fat cheeks. I just quit singing. It was about the distance to the door. I just started walking down the street. When I passed by, she said, good morning, person. Which means pastor. She said, person, 
I raised him the best of my... This is now after they greeted one another and invited Brother Brenham into the house and told Brother Brenham that she had read about the Shunammite woman and there was the son that was sick in the Aunt Jemima's uh, house. Now she gives Brother Brenham an account. She said, Parson, I raised him the best of my knowledge to serve the Lord. But he got out amongst bad company. Young people hear me and hear me very well. I was telling my children that you have to be careful of your friends. In this country, there is human trafficking. And a lot of it is sustained by friends. Are you with me? It's your friend that will come and spike your drink and give you over to a drug lord. Can I get an amen? Don't pretend like you don't know what I'm talking about, young people. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Your friend, if she's without the Lord, Brother Bram say, walk them once and watch them nine times. And treat them with suspicion. Today we've got young girls at university, at teachers, they regret because of the friends that they kept. The crowd was saying, show me, show me, let's go out. But it was the devil. Somebody say amen to that. He got out amongst bad company. And he took a social disease. It is a sexual transmitted disease. And said... We didn't know it. Being a Christian family, we didn't know it. If you move away from the family Christian principles, you're going to discover things that your family is not even aware of. Uh, Parents, are you in the building? There are certain things that you are not aware of. You have never seen them. You know, I mean, if a child is drunk, I don't even know what to do with the child. Because I, I don't have that experience. Do we make him sleep and later be so? I've got no experience. And by grace, let me not experience that. And you, our children, don't make us experience that. Amen. We're talking with my boys. And you know, they really laughed at me because of this. Uh, uh, I think is it hip hop or rapper? Uh, then I say, him, do you know that uh, Aga was killed by his friend? The friends are involved, and they laugh. They say it's not Aga. <laughs> that superior there is AKA. I say okay. You say I don't even know AKA. I just see and say Aga. <laughs> Hallelujah. But, but, but you find that the friends made funny movements around him. You find that he may have been set up by friends. Young person, Brother Brennan say, when you are in bad company, you are out of the will of God. And say, bad company corrupts good morals. You have friends here in church. They may not be clever, but at least they won't sell you out. They may not be that smart, 
but they will not spike your drink. They may not be that smart, but they won't bring a drug lot into your life. They will pray for you. Give me a good company. Now, we didn't know it. Being a Christian family, we didn't know it. He never thought nothing about it and said it went to his heart. And doctor and said, the doctor man says that he can't live. And said, certain parts of his heart is gone. And said, we gave him all kinds of shots. He has been unconscious now. This. Are you hearing me? I will revive you the first day. I will revive you the second day. But on the third, I will raise you up. And Jemima had to this boy for the first day, for the second day. But on the third day, the third pool ministry produced a prophet. And it was on the third day where he received his health back. Life is in the third. Are you still with me? Jesus was captured on Friday. Went back and forth between the rulers of the time until Sunday, Friday afternoon, they crucified him. And he hung on the cross. But the promise was, destroy this temple and I will raise it up within three days. Three days is within 72 hours. Listen to what the prophet says when he ties it up with the bright tree. Paragraph 490. It says, now notice, after three days, the first tree, the first tree restored as at the beginning, having the signs, same signs, same wonders. Jesus came back, the same Jesus doing the same thing. At the end of the third, the signs appeared, not at the end of the first day. Oh, brother, I hope you are getting it. At the third day is when the real manifestation of Christ was made known. When he speaks about the third, the first will be Luther, the second will be Wesley, the third, then it will be at the, the baptism of the Holy Ghost through the restoration of the gift. At the end of the third day, it speaks about the bride's ministry. Amen. Are you with me? Amen. It's not on the third, at the end of the third day. The brother says, are you getting it? He comes to break it down, 491. Not at the first day, dead form. Second day, there was a rumor. On the second day, it was still dead. Luther, Wesley, at the beginning of the third day, there was a rumor around. That means when the Pentecostal likes of Baxter invited Brother Brown, it was a rumor going around. But you have not had a rumor, you have had a message. Yeah. 
Notice on the first day, Luther. Nothing on the second day. And in the third day, the dispensation of the Holy Spirit, there was a rumor around that he was the same yesterday, today, and forever. But at the end of the third day, that's where he himself, he made himself known, come right among them, come among his people and said, look at me, I'm the same one. Amen. Are you getting where we are going? Amen. The first day, it was Luther, it was just dead. Second day, it was Wesley, dead. Then, at the, in, the, in the third day, there was a rumor. When they invited Brother Bram, you remember those ministers that invited him, and they were inviting him. But Bram say, at the end of the third day, he himself comes down to make himself known. I hope we are together here. He does not make himself known on the first. He doesn't make himself known on the second. He makes himself known on the third. That's why on the third day, that's when he could walk through, thank you, that's when he could walk through the wall and say, peace be unto you. He was unstoppable. I hope we are together. Now let's come here. Third, it means life. When we are a church, we have a choice. We can be a nominal church, we can be a full gospel church, or we can become a sublime church. I'm going to take you through what I mean by that. But before I get to the illustration of it, bring another one. Pastor Chitini, when he was here, he spoke about the humanistic realm. And he said we must break away from the humanistic realm. When you break away from the humanistic realm, the next realm that you find is divine revelation. Then the, next, the, the third one is vision. The prophet operates here. You and I operate here. The rest of humanity operates here. But if the prophet operates here, he represents all of us here. Are you with me? He received a vision from heaven. Then we receive his vision by revelation. And we break away from the humanistic realm. And when we break away from the humanistic realm, the way we need to be, it is sublime. Life is in the third. Leave it as it is, the two of them. I'll read this quotation. Just leave them on the screen. Brother Bram says in the message, paragraph 37, Israel and the church. The prophet said, let me ask, let me ask, let me ask, say this. Let me give you illustration here. Here is one sphere. These are the spheres. Here is another sphere, and here is another one. Now, down here is a nominal church. Hallelujah. And now up here, it's a sublime. He says, here is where we are supposed to be. Where are we supposed to be? Not here, here. Yes. 
My pyramid must not make you suspicious. It's just to show it's heaven dropping down here. <laughs> Somebody say, hey, there were horns on the screen today. <laughs> now, here is where we are supposed to here is where we are supposed to be. He says, right next door to heaven. Next door is a neighbor. You are supposed to be a neighbor of heaven. He says, this is where the powers of God are leaking down. You know, when they say there is a a leak, hallelujah, if we use another way, this is where the outpouring is. This is the point of contact between heaven and humanity. Are Are you here, church? We must be the people that say, Lord, you will not do it without us. Before you tell the world, tell us first. He says, this is where the powers of God are leaking. Then he says, all right, it drops on this. So once it leaks from here, it drops here. So those that are here, they get the drops. You know, the drops don't make you wet. The outpouring saturate you. He says, it drops on this, drops down to this, and says, this is the nominal church. It just goes on. Just old, cold professions. And little ritualistic affair. You can be in the message and be here. Just have cold, old professions. You know when the prophet was here and I said, this is what happened. When what is he doing today? The miracle during the time of Egypt can help you now. Yes, it can inspire you, but you need the miracle of your day. You need the anointing of your day. Oh, maybe somebody will get what we mean. When we come here and speak about Sister Haiti, the reason we speak about Sister Haiti is to inspire the new Sister Haitis of the time. If we speak about John Sherrod, we want to inspire the John Sherrod of the time. If we speak about preachers of that time, we want to inspire the preachers of the time. Because we believe a miracle breeds a miracle. A testimony breeds a testimony. Power breeds power. And I have a question for you. If I were to sit down with you and say, just testify to me about the God that we worship about your life, what are you going to say? Yes, I know what he did during the time of Moses. It's fine. I know what he did during the time of Daniel. It's fine. But what is he doing today? Are you you with me here? We need tangible results of the time. But for that, we need audacious faith. Hallelujah. The audacity of faith. When everything says no, but faith says yes. When everything is falling apart, but faith says hold on. That's what we need during our time. 
so that you can say he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Is God still speaking to you in our time? I was amazed. I heard somebody speaking that they were not quite sure of which they are not believers. They were not quite sure which route or which decision must they make. And they were convinced that this may, the other decision may have been the right one. But this person said, I prayed. I said, Lord, when I leave the house, if this is what you want me to do, I want as a confirmation for you to give me a sign of seven doves flying over me. And this person walked out in no time. Seven doves flew over them. They are not message believers. But I say if an unbeliever can have such an unction that I will not do anything before I check with you, Lord. But give me a sign. Do we still have believers that are looking for a sign? Give me a sign. God, Brother Brennan gave Brother Brennan the sign on the wings of a snow white dove. It was a sign. He gave a sign from above. And God can still give you a sign. Young person, are you before you get married to somebody, require a sign. Nominal church. It's just formal. Called profession, a little ritualistic affair. <laughs> you know that in some churches, if you say amen, everybody looks at you. They really wonder what is what happened. Hallelujah. I don't want to be like that. Are you with me? I want to be where I can say glory be to God. I want to be where if I want to worship, I worship. And where I want to dance in the spirit, I dance in the spirit. Because where the spirit of God is, there is liberty. But in a cold formal church and ritualistic affairs is where it's about program. Hallelujah. The other time I heard a brother, a pastor comes to preach. He reads a scripture, then he doesn't pray. You know, normally we'll read a scripture or pray before we read a scripture or immediately after we read the scripture. The pastor didn't read a scripture, didn't pray, read a scripture, didn't pray, started preaching. The brother couldn't hear anything. <laughs> All along I say, but we did not pray for the scripture. No matter how blessed he blessing the same one, we did. Why? He's a, he's a program. But there are times where God will break the program. Uh, there are times where the Holy Spirit will break. Are you, do you know what I'm talking about? Have you ever been in a situation where say God, God break the program? Cold professions. This is what Brother Bram did. This is what, no, we want to know what is he doing? You know why today I believe the story when Brother Bram said there was a boy that was knocked down by a car. And Brahman went to pray for him and the boy came back to life. You know why I can believe it? Because the doctors were here telling you of how a car knocked the boy and the angel of the Lord was there. Not in some last day, this year. Are you hearing me? We want the God of today. 
and we want the results of today. And you came to church not to tell for me to tell about historical God. You want to say God can what God can do today. And I say God can do something within three days. That's that's the core of my message. God can do something within three days. And you can come back and say, on the third day, something happened. Ah, nominal church, they will excommunicate you. Lone doesn't respect church program. Hallelujah. I don't want that. Hmm? Until if they, a song touches you and tears stream down your cheeks, everybody say, hey, we should be tuning king. After the service, sister, are you fine? I'm fine. I was not in the church building. The Holy Spirit elevated me into greater heights. what we need. When you praise God and lose a sense of immediate environment and say, Lord, I know what you have done for me. I know what you're going to do for me. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Cold, old professions and little ritualistic affairs. I, I realize, and I want to put an indictment on you, all of you as believers here this morning. Sometimes we don't testify until some people think our God is dead. You know why? It's because during sometimes you can't testify. If you tell, did you hear how Pastor Chitin spoke here? Somebody will say, What a pompous man. Why does he tell me about his combustor habit? It's to inspire you. That if God can do it in Zimbabwe, he can do it for you. How, How will you know that it can be done unless somebody say it can be done? Uh, Are you here, young people? Testify. In this church, we've got. People that are brilliant, they represent the province on academic performance. People will say, you know, it's what am I? The blessing will pass you. Some of us, if a blessing lands on our lap, hey, you're gonna hear about it. We are so we are noisemakers. God has done it again. Help me say amen to that. I, if you get offended, it's your own endeavor. Are you hearing me? Like yesterday, I was, I was overwhelmed by a sense of gratitude. Many years later, I think it may be the next year, I would have been preaching behind the pulpit for 30 years. Yes, that's yes. Amen. But you are not old. I started young. Yeah. 
at 40. Very 40. And I was thinking, the reason I became a bit emotional, there is a pastor, some reason, and you know, when you praise certain people, but, uh, hey, you are praising wise. Brother Theo Erasmus was a pastor in Cape Town. When I was 13, you know, when I was 13, I was just excited. And I wrote it to Voice of God Recordings in Jeffersonville. And they wrote me back and they sent me books. I, I was in the message church already, but I just wanted to spoken words. I get it during that time, spoken words were, were elite. They were held. You know, you couldn't get the book of Hebrews that time. If you had COD, you could become a, a little bishop. The, that you're the only one that has it. You, how many old timers do? Do you remember the seven, the Revelation series, the one that came with hardcover that were uh, maroon? Uh, that one, when you received, you put the set on the room divider, so that believers, when they walk in, they must respect you. <laughs> uh, how many remember old timers? Then I wrote it there, and then they linked me up with Voice of God recordings in Cape Town, and there's a brother called there, very good brother. His name is Brother Keith Hen. He's still alive. But somewhat I just became very close to the pastor there, Brother Theo Erasmus. Every week, he would send me a stack of spoken words or a stack of, of video, VHS cassettes. Imagine I'm 14, I'm going to the post office to fetch a stack of VHS and I'll sit there and watch conventions. That's where I saw the likes of Brother Jeremiah Mkangwan preaching in Edmonton in 1984. He was preaching on fivefold ministry. And I looked at him as a 13, 14-year-old boy. I said, this man from Zimbabwe, why, why does he have such a conviction to address a conference in Canada, Edmonton, in 1984? I was inspired. That's how I got to know the likes of Brother uh, Ed Biscal when those video cassettes were coming up. But I was moved that this, this white man had so, such attention for me. And would, this white brother would send me, he died in 1988 with a heart attack. He would send me every week. You talk about Ten Commandments that Brahman speaks about, he would send it. The Ruth. All matter, I had a huge library as a 14-year-old boy. Being, and given these things free of charge. Little did I know that this man was really watching something or planting something in me that will sustain me in my entire life. This was almost 29 years ago. Are you hearing me? The other time before Pastor Makula uh, passed on, I was in his church. Then he tells the church, he says, you know, when Brother Thiwe came here, I was surprised because he said, call me Brother Victor. And my other name is Victor. Now, he was waiting that they would call an elderly man. Then there I came, 14 years. And he says, I looked and said, is it the one that you are? He says, he is the one. And I'm saying to you, old-time believers, take interest in the young people. You don't know you can shape their destiny. Are you hearing me? You can do so much. Do you think I was going to backslide if Voice of God Recording sends me a material every week? 
no, no. Uh, I knew that I'm a brother, but I knew that I'm a special brother because I got a special favor. But yet I was young. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying here? It made me, my heart, to be filled with gratitude. And that's why. I was telling somebody, I say, if somebody say I don't believe in tapes, I got in contact with Voice of God recordings when I was 13. What were you doing at 13, you? Playing marbles. Hmm? That time, I remember Brother Jeremiah uh, Matseke as well did send me material. I remember Brother relative from there, they would send material. I said the library was full. It's because people took interest. Yes, now, young people, hear me. How far it will go, it depends on how you take yourself seriously. Are, are you with me? Yes, right in this church, if you are a young person, there is absolutely no reason for you to fail. There is so much inspiration within these four walls. If you really open your eyes. Are you hearing me? I hope we are together. But nominal church, it's about history. Let's come here to the full gospel church. <clears throat> Excuse me. Brother says, that is the nominal church. The next church up here, Full gospel gets some of the blessings, but they go off into isms. If you've got to lift up into this next sphere, we've got to lift up into this next sphere before we can get to the rapture. This one, they get a little of drilling, droppings from here then blessings flitter down here. Then once they get a little bit of blessing, they go into an ism. And, but we need to be here. Sublime. Sublime is where heaven leaks blessings upon here. Believers here are so close to heaven. They believe in the third pool. Hallelujah. They believe in the fullness of the weight. Let me break down the issue of the third pool. Some people think that when we say the third pool, it's just about preaching the weight is theory. I beg to differ. The first time when the third pool was manifest, the, the third pool is not a sermon. It's actually a household affair. We don't see the third pool in church. We, the first time we saw it, it was at home. When Brother Brenham, his wife, Sister Mido, was told that she has a, a, a growth, cancer, and it was the size of an orange, in your message, the unfolding promise of God, Brother Brenham said, I went before God, and I said, Lord, she has been a good woman. She has always been both a mother and father to my children. I'm hardly home, but God, you are obligated to heal her. God, right there in the room, says, stand up. And speak the word 
And Brother Brenham stood up and said, before the doctor's hand touches her, maybe she be whole. It was not a sermon. It was a husband standing in the gap. Are you hearing me? We don't want this just to be in church. We want you to take it home. I hope we are together. The next time, where was it? In the house of Sister Hetty. They were just talking. Conversation. You know, I was out there in the wood. And this is what happened. This is how I spoke squirrels into existence. Brother, today, if you were to say that, people would say, hey, are you sure? But a poor woman, Sister Hetty, said, that is nothing but the truth. Brahma says, when she said that, she said the right thing, and it opened a channel. Yes. And Brother Ben stood and said, Sister Hetty, hallelujah, Amen. ask whatever you need, I will give you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I heard some people say, I me, I was going to leave the boys and take million. <laughs> Folks, for God to bring you to a certain level before he can give you a blank check, he checks your character. Uh, how many know what I'm talking about? There are things that you could have had today, but God is delaying. Why? Because he's molding your character. If it can happen now, you don't have the capacity to take them and remain humble. Everyone here is on the verge of a bleaker blessing, but God is still molding you, frustrating your plans, and bringing you to a point where you say, it's not me, it's the Lord. And I tell you, when it is the Lord and it is his time, you're gonna, everybody will ask and say, how did it happen? You will not have an answer. You will say, by the grace of the Lord. I like it when God brings a believer to his wit end. God can bring you to a point where nobody comes to your rescue. Everybody is not available. But you are going through this tough time. But God is chipping certain things away from you. Oh, God can get your attention alone. And can make you to be misunderstood in order so that he can deal with you. How many know what I'm talking about? How many have gone through processes that I talk, I, I'm talking about? Until you say, Lord, what is really happening? You can't tell everybody. Anybody doesn't Even you, you don't understand. But the Lord is there is watching you. Hallelujah. As he watched your job. I said, life is on the third. He said to, Joe, to Satan, deal with him. But don't touch his soul. Because the soul is the third part. And the third part is life. And life is God himself. Everything was lost. Everything was taken away. But there was a mystery of the inner space. I said the devil you can take everything. But there is a mystery of the inner space. When all is said and done, we are not going away. Because in our souls, 
We are connected with God. Give me the gospel. That will go past the body. Give me the gospel that will go past the spirit. Give me the gospel of souls. When everything has been shaken, but a believer is not shaken. Because an anchor holds. Do I have witnesses in the building? What we want to see and what inspires us is when the chips are down, but you bounce back. Can you imagine Job? Excuse me. And when you go through trial, there's a friend called Elihu. He says, I've been quiet and I've listened to your exchanges. Job, I blame you because you have been justifying yourself instead of justifying God. And you, friends, I blame you. You blame Job without a cause. Are you with me? Then Job You know what unlocked the blessing of Job? When he began to pray for his friends that mistreated him. Are you hearing me? That unlocked a blessing. Job, everything that he lost was restored seven times except the children because the children were restored as they were. The goals were multiplying sevenfold. They failed, but the children came as they are. And where were the children of Job? They were in another dimension. They were just brought down. Everything that you have lost for, everything that you have lost for the sake of the gospel is not lost. It is somewhere. It will be restored back sevenfold. Now, let us see. Before I close, looking at this, let us just reimagine Job's first Sunday after the restoration of everything. How did Job behave in church? I guess maybe if you're dramatized, he must have sat somebody next to somebody. Maybe they are, see, they are saying, I'm redeemed. If people ask you, who, is, who am I? Tell them I'm redeemed. But see, I, they are singing, but they don't feel it. Why? Because they have not been where he has been to. Brother, God will take you through certain avenues and say, people, they don't understand. Imagine you say to Job, hey, you're making noise, man. Do say amen. He will say, no, no, no. Sublime. Life isn't the fact. And anything that you have lost and everything that is without life, may it receive life in your life within 30 days. Are you getting me? Let me stop here. God bless you.
as we stand to our feet. Brother Mateo, let's say we lift him higher. We lift him higher. Him higher this morning. All over the building, how many are lifting higher? Will they go up this morning? We lift him higher.
One more time. Bless the Lord.
Jesus. said, come unto me, O you who labor and are heavy laden, and I shall give you rest. Father, we thank you for the assurance, O Father God, Lord, that Lord, after three days, you did something, yes. Because three is the number of life, O Father God, Lord. Thank you, Lord On that third day, O Father, my God and my Lord, Lord, as we are here in your presence, Father, we have been counting days, O Father God, Lord. Mm. And there is a significance, O Father. This message, Lord, is mm. not a mistake, O Lord. Mm. To be preached today, O Father, the third day, O God, Lord. Mm. When we have been praying, fasting, Lord, and looking away to you, O God. Mm. And Lord, you come without the pastor knowing anything, O Lord. Mm. And Father, here you are on the third day, O Lord. And that's why we raise our hands, O Father, for you are a God of confirmation, O Lord. That's why we raise our faith, O God, Lord. Knowing, Father, that Lord, the pastor was resting all these days, not preaching, O Father. And Lord, today, Father God, Lord, miraculous, Lord, on the third day, O Lord. Here he is with his sermon, O Father. Father. And my God and my Lord, Father, who shall we say this is, oh Father? But this is God amongst us, Father God, Lord. This is God vindicating us, oh Father. This is God confirming us, oh Father, that He is the same God yesterday, today, forever. He is the God that stays in the neighborhood. He is the God that watches over us. He is the God, Father, that sees our going out and our coming in. He is the God that hears our prayers. He is the God, Father God, Lord, who cares for us. Oh, my God and my Lord. We are just praying for special blessings, Father God, Lord, upon the man of God, Lord, our pastor. You gave him this bed, and it's not his first day. There's a day that he was preaching here, Lord, and he said, on that third day, I wish one minister somewhere would come out with this message, oh, Father. And, Lord, how you... You, you move the steps of the Lord. That's why it says the footsteps of the righteous are ordered of That's the Lord, right. O oh Father. My God and my Lord, Father. My God and my Lord, you are a God that can move elements, O oh Father. And here on the third day, O oh Father, O oh Lord. And he has even given us, Father, to count three days from today. Yeah. Oh, my God and my Lord, Father. You are a God, Father, O oh Lord. You have removed every doubt. You have removed every fear. Hallelujah. You have removed, Father, God, every despondence, O oh Father. We are no longer afraid. For who shall we fear? What shall we fear if you are coming, Father God, Lord, to confirm yourself, Father, in such a way, O oh God? You said the angel that is behind the pulpit is more powerful than the angel who is in heaven, O oh Father. And here your angel was standing here, standing here, Father God, Lord, preaching, Lord Jesus, Father, prophesying, O oh Lord, telling us of the things, Father God, Lord, that I know the pastor knows nothing about, O oh Lord. Oh God. Father, we appreciate you. We, we raise our hands, Father, in praise and in honor, Father God, Lord, to you, O oh Father. For you are the same God today, yesterday, today, and forever, O oh Father. I'm praying for your dear children, O oh Father God, Lord. Perhaps there is somebody, Father God, Lord, who is, was going through something, Father God, difficult, O oh Lord, Father. My God and my Lord, the way has declared it, Father God, Lord. It has given us three days, O oh Father. May they believe, O oh Father God, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Only believe all things are possible, 
Father. Oh my God and my Lord, Father. May they be moved. There are many testimonies. It's true, oh Father God, Lord. Some people are quiet about things that are happening in their lives, Father. But Lord, may we stand up, oh Father God, Lord, and declare what the God is doing amongst us, Father God, Lord. May we show the world not to compete with them, oh God, but to reveal how great a God is operating amongst us, oh Father. We are praying for miracles, oh Father God, Lord. Touch lives miraculously, Father God, Lord. May you end, Father God, Lord Jesus, for our doubts, fears, Father God, Lord. May you resolve complex problems, Father God, situations, Father, in the lives of your children, oh Father God, Lord. May there be a way when people are standing, waiting to laugh at us, Father God, Lord. But Lord, Father, we shall laugh last, oh Father, because the hand of the Lord shall raise a standard, oh Father God, Lord. Because the hand of the Lord... Father God, Lord Jesus, Father, is always there with us, oh Father. That's why I love that seeing of footsteps that are always with me. Footsteps that I cannot see. Footsteps that are guiding me. I cannot know where I'm going, but these footsteps are leading me. There's someone always besides me, leading me. And when I'm humble enough to follow, I know that the end result will bring, will bring glory to God, oh Father. We thank you, oh Lord Jesus, thank Father. Lord Bless us, Father God, Lord, and this thank week, oh Father, that we have entered into, oh Father God, Lord. We commit everything, Father God, Lord. What we feel Father God, Lord, uh, they become underneath our footsteps, Father God, Lord. We can feel it, Father God, Lord, because this message has given us muscles, Father God, Lord. This message, Father God, Lord, has given us possession, Father God, Lord, to possess the gates of our enemy, O God. We possess this week and whatever lays ahead, O Father, as we give you honor and glory. Bless the pastor, his family, and everyone in this house, O Father God, Lord. May everybody, Father, have victory over their trials and temptations and persecutions, Father God, Lord. May we walk above them. In Jesus Christ's name, we ask believing. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Joshua said to the people, tomorrow you will see the glory of the Lord. Jesus, another one says, within 24 hours, there will be food here. Amen. God bless you. Itini, azanga avume guti inya ulam lishele. All right. an eye. Amen. God bless you. Uh, have a blessed week. Amen. Turn around and say to your neighbor, I'm here by grace. sing it. Brother Branham goes into a mental institution. He finds a lady there. Branham says, when I looked at him, I, I, when I looked at her, he says, it dawned on my heart that this woman, this girl, could be somewhere having a better family. Could be a queen to some men out there. And he prayed for the lady. Then in that message he says, then on the third day, she was released from the mental institution. I don't know whose third day shall it be, but it shall be somebody's third day. Amen. Give us that one. 
and have a blessed week.
many agree? And how many have had those near-death experiences? And you almost say it almost, but God was there. And uh, he will never allow you to sleep. Doesn't matter where, he will never allow you to sleep. Grace is there, preserving and protecting you to navigate. Brother Pastor Xavier van der Berge from Namibia was reminding me of the, the wonderful time we had in Namibia. I asked them there, there is an old colored brother there, I forgot his name, very lovely man, buzzing with energy. I asked him, I said, he's a singer. Sing me, there is a gray tree. Still in, in Africans? There's a, yeah? The hallelujah tree. Yeah. Can we do it? Um, if I was with you there, even me, I went on to the floor and really had a good dance. Amen. Let's sing that one thereafter you are dismissed. How many, how many are happy to be in church? If you are not happy, where are you going to be happy? Hmm? Yeah, yes, that's where we are happy. Hallelujah, tree. You don't know Hallelujah, tree? Is it? It's a song. Sister, uh, Sister Sharon, stand up and just teach this man what is the Hallelujah tree. The Alleluia Trey, the Alleluia Trey, Equifame Yokarki, oh, the Alleluia Just a sec, just a sec. Uh, you are great singers. Angel Gosh. What you want? Loisy, come. Sister Lorraine, come. Where is Sister Cindy? Hey, she must come. Oh, Sister Macy is there? Yeah. No, you can be there now, so you don't live far. Yeah. Brafan is coming to check if Alex is right. Yeah. Hey, this song we sang it, we were, hey. Yeah, stay in this year. Give her a mic. Uh, hallelujah, three. Yes. All right. You'll hear it. Uh, are the lyrics not long? It's a repeat. Okay. We. Brambayana knows Africans will help brother 
brada Gracie. Yeah, brother Fanny. Brother Fanny, do you know it? Ah, this one, before you go, you will sing it. Do you mind to just go type? It's, it's not long. Yeah, it's not long. Hallelujah, tree. The day I take you to Namibia, I want you to know this one. Ah, it's a beautiful African one. You will enjoy it, my father. We are still cool. We are still cooking it. Amen. Or we started the world. Oh, she's coming. Yeah, no, no. It doesn't take long, ne? Getting his mouth. I thought you knew it, I would have taught you. How <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Right. It's coming, it's not taking time. Just greet your neighbor and say, neighbor, have a blessed week. Catch it. Oh, all right. Uh, veterans. No, it's very. Yeah. It's a very, very easy one. Let's, let's start while they are finished. Let's start it.
thing we were teaching you. That was just to teach you. Now, when you know it, you know, when you have now understood the hallelujah. No, you don't leave, sisters. We are not done. When you have understood the hallelujah tree, then you need to get onto the hallelujah tree. You know, Muslim. What we told them. The way we're going to live here, we're going to live on a hallelujah tree. You, you know how we do it. Hmm? One row will come and form hallelujah and go out. Another one will do hallelujah go out. God bless you. Have a blessed week. I, there in Namibia, we had a, a very big space. I was there in the front, and we were busy forming Hallelujah train. You had to join it, Brother Mutloji, there. And it was a big long. Amen. Sing us this one, this one, Hallelujah. And thereafter, you are dismissed. It's a beautiful song. Amen. You must bring this more African song. You see, I see Sister Macy there. When you sing this one, you, you leave the audience. You just concentrate on your corner. Amen. God bless you. Give us one more.